are recording. Oh, this is a big one. This is a big one. Ooh-wee. Theatrical. We actually went to the movie theater, man. We yeah. were there. Yeah, this is one of the actual been at the movies. It is a been at the movies. Been at the movies with the Suicide Squad. Ooh, well, welcome back. All right, guess what, guys? It's uh, Cape Seat Free. This is Chris, the film school dropout, hanging out with um, the road. Why do you do that? No, it's just, it's just the, it's the cape for hire, dude. Cape, cape for, for hire. hire. Cape for hire. Yes. I don't know why we have to keep doing That's... this. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Are you trying to say not to? <laughs> yeah. Just remind me to never, ever, ever pull a heist. You know, or... <laughs> Yo, if we you do know what I mean? Because I don't have any superpowers that if I get caught, no one's going to offer me any gigs. I'm like sweet capers. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to spend. I'm just going to do hard time. How, how did you know? How did you know who did it? Well, the one guy just kept saying the other guy's name, <laughs> phone number, social security number. Just let me be the cape for hire. I'm either the rogue cape or the cape for hire. It's going to be one of the two. Yeah, I like the rogue cape, but also yeah, maybe. I like them both, but you, you know, you're kind of roguish. You kind of come in, mm-hmm. come in, and say, you know, say your two piece, three piece, and then get out of there. Just all rog- oh, yeah. roguish. You know, man, I've never truly felt like I've said my piece. Anytime, like I've been in a breakup and I've said my piece, I almost always like the next day have something to add to it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't even let yourself get the last word no but think about that no. in fact i have some ex-girlfriends that i'm still putting addendums to my last word <laughs> and they're not responding you know i'm just like texting and another thing <laughs> and you know what let's uh, try yeah. not to use real identities i mean it's almost the whole point of this podcast is that we have an alter ego but, i mean but if we Robin's not running around going, Bruce, Bruce. Uh, <laughs> hey, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> the Joker is about to get away. Unless that's how they always figure out where it's, you know, where Wayne Manor is, is because Robin's just blabbing. <laughs> well, hey, Capers, we're here. <laughs> Yo, what's up? What's up? No, Capers, we're here. And um, this uh, we, we, got a, we got another bin at the movies. Oh yeah, fresh, fresh out of fresh, fresh out of the Suicide Squad. Wanting to get this out because HBO Max is running this right now until September fifth. You, we went to AMC. We, we went, went to AMC. Yes, we're out there supporting the theater as they try to, you know, make their way back. Yeah, but it's also so we did see this in the theater. In the movie theater, this is a this is a big movie, and I felt like it was better to watch in the theater. Yeah. Once they decided to go ahead and have King Shark actually be a big guy and not just a lizard with a hoodie, <laughs> I was ready to, I was willing to pony up. Reptile wins. It looked like Killer Croc was, they just spray painted the same outfit they gave uh, Michael Chiklis for the thing. It's Croc And just spray painted that thing green. I mean, dude, he's shorter what were we saying? We were watching that. He's like, he's shorter than freaking... Uh, oh, yeah, he was shorter than uh, Rick uh, Flag. And in a way, I think that, that King Shark was James Gunn sort of uh, subtly 
you know, making a, a remark on what a the big dude should look like in a suicide squad. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, Killer Croc, I don't know what happened there. I mean, he is tiny, dude. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think that... <laughs> I mean, I think they just didn't have the budget for that. I feel like how do they not have the budget for that? I a mean, a full CG character. It's it's um in a DC movie produced by Warner Brothers. I would hope, man. Where did the money go? It certainly <laughs> didn't go to the Joker's haircut. <laughs> like, where did they spend the no, money? They, no, they. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like. I mean, I think his makeup was good for what he was. But the thing is, they put him in a hood the entire time. They um, <laughs> it's because they were kind of. I mean, it felt like. That but is they there any confirmation? Is there any confirmation on that though? Do we, did, did anyone no. did did no one mention it because everyone was so gobsmacked at Jared Leto's Joker that no one noticed that Killer Croc was basically reptile. Reptile wins. Flawless <laughs> like what happened? No, no one mentioned that. I mean, no. The thing is, you got you got a movie Suicide Squad at the time was i mean it was a risk i mean it was it was a it was like the bad guy squad the first bad sky squad to so it wasn't like this movie was gonna get a huge huge budget it got a big enough budget but for a full-on cg character i you know i need i should look into that because that that's interesting to me i don't i don't get why dc would pull any punches after I mean, they basically saved themselves three movies when they jumped from Man of Steel straight to Dawn of Justice. <laughs> you, you'd think they could put some of that budget into making Killer Croc, you know, taller than 5'10". I mean, no, they could have made him taller. The, the thing is, they could have made him taller. And but... where ever has Killer Croc been rocking an aviator nation, dude? <laughs> like, what was that, dude? It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, they did a good job with King Shark. Bird. Oh, look, this, we're, doing, we're doing the Suicide Squad, if I didn't say that um, cleanly. The Suicide Squad. I mean, it's obviously a, um upgrade, I believe, from well, Suicide yeah. Squad. It's just such a fascinating... Um, it is an attempt at a course correction. Right. Oh, yeah. And no, I, I agree. And obviously, it's a franchise that is popular. So, and the movie. Well, it's such a cool name. So much potential. Man. It's such a, it's such a cool name. Oh the yeah, Suicide Squad. And the and the concept too. I mean, the 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 fact that they actually make they made this a rated R movie. They took yes, the they did. Yes, it's it's great. It fits it fits this. I mean, obviously we have bad guys, and in this film, these bad guys were allowed to be bad guys while being good guys. Which is um, very it's one of the real interesting things about this movie because obviously when you're when you're watching movies, obviously you just root for the hero, and you know our heroes in this are are uh, technically bad, but you're still rooting for them even though they're doing pretty much pretty evil things. Like I want to compare for for instance in in regular Suicide Squad, you knew I mean the first Suicide Squad, you knew that like Will Smith's um, Deadshot. He was an assassin. He was a bad guy. You saw him kill one person, but most of the time when you saw him on screen, he was kind of a good guy. And, and Will Smith was, I look, it's hard for me to do this, man. I, I it, like, I don't want to rip on Jared Leto or, or Will Smith, but man, like 
man this was, that was phoned in i i don't know if no. again i don't know if will smith was spared r- ridicule because it all landed on jared leto but no i think he was spared ridicule because of that i mean he did get some but jared leto is what people remember jared leto because he was playing the joker it was mainly the joker people remembered and then obviously um you have the next next joker which you know gets academy award nomination what a slap and, in the face yeah. dude jared leto like gives it his level best and then you make a standalone joker movie with someone else <laughs> you know like the batman coming out with robin pads and that makes sense it's clear that ben affleck wants out like right. he's, he's not no. keen to be involved so that they went in a different direction that makes sense dude uh, Jared Leto will show up wherever they'll let him, man. He's in the Snyder Cut, you yeah, know. he showed up at the end of Snyder Cut. He t- <laughs> I mean, he actually laughed more in the Snyder Cut, too. Actually, I, 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 I got a fact check on that. I'm not sure that's true. No, he, he did. He laughed. He laughed man- maniacally at the end. Oh, contraire, my little fish stick. So I'm thinking maybe maybe uh, Snyder got my notes. Hey, Snyder, you got them. You listening to capes? <laughs> you know, he, had, he yeah. Yeah, d- I think that's right. I think David Ayer was actively trying to make. I think a concern of Ayer's going in. Here we go again, dude. No matter how hard we try, we're just gonna talk about the, the <laughs> other movie. No, no, but but um. Ayer's movie was trying so hard to make the his protagonist sympathetic that it was that it made the whole movie kind of a drag. This new film, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, embraces it a lot more, and these guys seem to be having a lot more fun yeah. and not worried about the pathos of whether or not they're a good guy or not. Well, yeah, I mean, the the point I was going to make is that. I feel like with with Bloodsport, with um, Peacemaker, with these guys, yeah, you're rooting for them as the, as the heroes, but they were also staying true to their character. I was I was actually kind of surprised at how toothless that first one actually is. It's it's almost like David Ayer didn't want it. He was like he similar to how Jared Leto kind of got thrown with. What do I do with a Joker? You know, now that it's yeah. been done so well, he. I think David Ayer was thrown by how do I make these villains sympathetic? And the answer is you don't, you don't worry about it. Well, no, the thing is you have to, there's this balance with doing bad guys. I did this movie a long time ago called, uh, Cody black. Okay. With, here, uh, here comes an anecdote. <laughs> and one, one of the things, <laughs> about, and this is, this is one of the things with filmmaking that the, the, the quick plot of Cody black was it, it, it was about a guy who does home invasions for a living, who, who gets held hostage in his own house. And, I had to make, he was the hero, even though this guy robs oh, people for a living. Yeah. But he was the hero. And so, yeah, he did. And, and when I, I wrote the film, he did, he did crimes. And he actually see him doing home evasion, but we don't actually see him do the actual violence and menacing part. Cause I actually wanted to keep him the hero. So when he gets held hostage and there's someone else facing them, who's a different, bad a bigger, guy, bad, a bigger, yeah. bad. Yes. And, you have you had you face off he faced off with 
is big or bad and you're rooting for him right um, it's kind of what well, they they, they, they did it, i thought they did yeah. it very very effectively as well uh in jurassic world with uh the t-rex and then indominus rex you know all of a sudden i was kind of just a fan of the t-rex I was yeah. rooting for no hey that's, you know that's what I'm true no i mean no i, I feel like Cody black and jurassic park are very I'm similar at target, i'm like <laughs> looking at the you know looking at walking down that action figure aisle target has a deep action figure aisle. have you ever perused the action figure as a target <laughs> i have actually i mean i'm telling you they've got like ghostbusters black <laughs> edition they've got like the signature edition like wow Jurassic okay, Park. Having that, <laughs> right oh yeah at target at target i'm telling you target is the new kb is the new toys are us baby <laughs> that's a hot tip for all you capes you go check that out it's i'm telling you get target's worth that target. yeah get yourself down there make a beeline wherever the electronics and video games are there's going to be that little Next to the board games, it's going to be like one, maybe two rows of just absolute gold. <laughs> but, but no, but I digress. <laughs> the whole point, the point I was saying is that like they did, <laughs> they didn't, he, uh, James Gunn did this thing with, with creating these bad guys as sympathetic. So even though one, one of the things in this, like Bloodsport, which char his character art started to seem similar to um to will smith's dead shot because it, you know his 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 driving force was his daughter but when you see in this one they he sees his daughter and they just start having a screaming match and cussing at each other and they're and and it's like you shouldn't even i shouldn't even have had you and you shouldn't i shouldn't be your father it, it just it was like dude this guy is just a piece of and then but but then when you find out why she's there is because she's getting blackmailed by amanda waller and he the bigger bad. The bigger, the bigger bad. bad. Let me ask you a question really quick. You might know the answer to this. Chris has actually got a very surprisingly deep knowledge of this stuff. But why did uh, Idris Elba's character look like Judge Dredd and an alien <laughs> from Aliens had a baby? <laughs> like, what was what? Why does his mask look like that? Do you know what I'm I, that? I do know what you're talking about. But you but don't know. I don't know why. That was just his. I mean, his his. He he usually pulls out these weapons and like put, puts together. And that's that's kind of his thing. Like he he he's he's a good marksman. He uses all different kinds of weapons. He's not like I guess Deadshot. Like Deadshot, even though he pretty much was a replacement for Deadshot in this movie. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and, big time. Yeah, but it almost looks like he he like came across a little bit of that cube from the Transformers movie. You know that like anything <laughs> if that cube like touches your Walkman, it's going to turn into an annoying little punk right. little like his all his tech was like right. like it would build out <laughs> is that is that what the character does is that is that canon mm -hmm. yes that's i mean he's he's known for using all different types of weapons and he usually has like different weapons that he puts together um now granted i have not like i mean i know i know the character only barely because it's one who, of does who does he face off who does he face he's off actually a villain of superman's that's a villain of Superman's? Yes, and that's why. Oh, right, right. They do mention that early in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this is why he's... I want to get to this, but... And this wasn't even my idea, but at the end of the movie, these guys got up in front of us, and I heard one of them say, like, dude, where was Superman? <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, where was Superman? And at first I thought it was another byproduct of, again, DC's got such a 
identity crisis going on that they kind of want these films to stand on their own mm -hmm. but they also want to be connected to this larger tapestry and the problem with that is if it's connected then where's superman because superman right. could wrap this up pretty tidy but i don't know if you remember the beginning of the suicide squad they talk about how bloodshot um yeah he put like, superman in the icu yeah. questioning him with the kryptonite bullet what just now so he's gone superman our superman of this of this current yeah. iteration has been killed once <laughs> killed once and put in the icu twice and we're still like building statues of this guy i mean how many championships did jordan have I to mean, win before he got that dope statue yeah <laughs> he had to win more than one yes that's true is he really a god i guess that's uh, good, like, I mean, should we, should we be like praising him like that i don't know tell me I mean, it, um, but but we're getting ourselves ahead of ourselves a little bit. I mean, let's walk through this just a little bit chronologically. <laughs> we came into that movie theater, baby. We got those buckets, popcorn. <laughs> we went to that that they had those soda machines that had the button that you push and it's just a touch screen of any soda you can imagine, like if Willy Wonka made soda machines. Yeah. And we go into the theater. And that movie start. This movie starts, and um, Folsom County Blues and James Gunn's got Michael Rooker there. Yes, as Savant, and it's all of a sudden. I mean, right out of the gate, this was a James Gunn film. Yes, and um, talk a little bit about because he he does something interesting before he you even get to Bloodsport. He kind of assembles this Nuts. first crew. He, well, as far as we know, it is the crew at the time. It's the crew, right? Because you've got you've got Jake Courtney, you got Captain Boomerang, you got got some new guys. You got Pete Davidson, Nathan Fillion, then Harley's there. Harley pops up, and obviously Rick Flag is running this. So Rick Flag is a leader of the Suicide. Oh, He's running <laughs> the squad. So of course that comes off like the real squad, right? And yeah. and they add this. I, I, I'm going to let you drive on this because you were laughing at it way more than me, but they've got this crew and then Sean Gunn, I think did the mocap on this weasel oh, character. Dude. So you've got Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, Rick flag. Um, and then you've got what the, looks like, a, like a, a, a human sized weasel with rabies, right. like almost like if, if Scrat grew up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, this character, I don't know this character that much in the uh, in the comics. I don't know Weasel that much in the comics, but is there, there yeah. any is there any canon there yeah. is for Weasel? Yeah, yeah this really a lot. A lot. All these guys were like actually lesser known people, like probably show up in a couple of <laughs> a couple of comics as like background bad guys. It's not like they got their own book or anything, but no, they, I mean, they, these are, these are, um, James Gunn actually wanted to use a bunch of lesser known villains to give them partly to give them shine. And that's what he said. And also obviously he can, you know, he can kill some people off if he wants. So <laughs> right. Without too much, uh, <laughs> but they're, they, uh, they all get on. So it's, it's kind of starts 
similarly to the to the Ayer film, where oh. there's a Amanda Waller assembles his team. They go down to uh, um, uh, Cor de Maltese. Or is yes, that- very good, Chris. That's exactly where they go. Yeah, and they and they they drop in. It's not exactly clear what the mission is, but it's going to be one of those kind of like, you know, Metal Gear Solid drop in the ocean, swim to shore. Yeah. End up kind of being like Saving Private Ryan. Because <laughs> Pete Davidson's character, what was the name of his character? Uh, he was um, Black. Oh, um, um, Blackguard. It was Blackguard. Blackguard. So, right. So, all of a sudden, everything just goes to hell. Right. Uh, everyone drops in the water. Rick Flag realizes for the yeah. first time. That Weasel can't swim. <laughs> Savant does everything he can to revive him, but Weasel's drowned by the time he gets to shore. Um, uh, what's what's Davidson's character's name again? Um, Blackguard. Blackguard sells him out. I don't know. You yeah. rem- remember he walks up and he says, "Hey, hey we're yeah. here. We're here." He made a deal. Pretty much got them all trapped. So they were all waiting. The all, all the bad guys were waiting for them on the. Uh, at the beach and it pretty much turned into a (laughs) d-day and no it was it was great i mean this is when they could you know i mean we're in the spoilers alert let me just say spoilers time we're we're in the spoilers area so if you haven't watched the movie watch the movie which is a good sign for the film because we're talking about things that happen six minutes in right and it's and it's great because you know it, i mean they, they set the movie up she builds a crew and then the crew just gets slaughtered and it's yeah just, live up to the name yes <laughs> <laughs> and, and but thing is you got you got courtney you got jay courtney you got captain boomerang from the first one he's in this crew you got harley quinn in this crew you got rick flag um in this crew so you're not thinking oh these people are just gonna die off and pretty much most of that crew does i mean other people survive, but you know they kill off boomerang just like that. So I was wondering about that. Yeah. I, okay. So yeah, we're here. Jay Courtney is alum from the first film. Yeah. In the second film, now I, I always wonder about like, what are you thinking, man? Because I mean, I'm sure Jay Courtney's got other things going on, but well, like he is Captain Boomerang. He's part of the Suicide Squad, and then in the second film and i doubt he asked for this they kill him off in fantastic fashion you know i mean it's, he essentially cameos well and this is i mean i mean i think this is kind of like a actor and, and director decision thing or and writer if they decide you know you have someone's a big star and then they want to do a they just want to bring you on and for a cameo and kill you off for spectacle as an actor I don't know how you want to take that. Look, okay, so just so we're clear, a lot of people get slaughtered in the first 10 minutes of this movie. In the first 10 minutes of the movie, a lot of people that are credited aren't in it anymore. Nathan Fillion, Pete Davidson, Jay Courtney. Well, I mean, they're they're in it for a little longer because we have to, we jump back three days. After that sequence, that's true. Yeah. But like Pete Davidson... Look, I, I don't know Pete Davidson, but I, I imagine that guy was stoked just to have, just to be in the movie at all. What I'm saying is Jay Courtney is alum. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like no. he's, he, and it's like, hey, we want you to be in the second film to, 
(laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. I mean, at least Jay Courtney was invited back. I mean, there was a glaring absence and we'll get into that more. Yeah. It was very clear in the, in the first 10 minutes of this James Gunn film that there was going to be, that this was a reset or at least an attempt at a reset. I mean, in the first 10 minutes, most of anyone that you knew or associated with the Suicide Squad was gone. Yeah, you know? so far, yeah. Yeah, and um, and them killing off Captain Boomerang was a big deal. I mean, I think it was a big deal, spectacle. Um, and I think, yes, you bring him back. So the audience, there is a little bit of shock value to that. But you're not going to kill well, off Harley Quinn. Well, Margot Robbie emerged as such a, I mean, look, she's emerged as a star on her, in her own right. And she's also arguably the best thing about Suicide Squad. Well, yeah. But I mean, just to, in summation, basically this first team that gets assembled gets annihilated. Second team comes in. They realize, uh, Waller realizes that Rick Flagg is still alive and being held captive. Right. And so that gives way to one of my, uh, a sequence that I really dug in the film, which was this, that, ex- that first extraction of Rick Flagg. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember that? It was just, it kind of showcased everyone's unique abilities. King Shark eats a man whole. <laughs> yeah. So they, <laughs> they rescue Rick Flagg and on rescuing him, they realize that this was actually a band of like rebels that right. are allies. <laughs> but they play the scene as this like covert mission. And you can see King shark just gruesomely eat this guy. And I saw this guy get eaten. I'm like, dude, that's a rough way to die. But, they, <laughs> but then they just go in and they just meticulously take out one person as one person. You're just like thinking, Oh, they're good. But once they get there and you see that Rick flag is chilling and they're freedom fighters. Oh, just sitting there chilling, shirt off, shirtless, <laughs> having a beer with this chick. Yeah. <laughs> he just killed their entire family. Um, <laughs> I mean, now, do- I love I loved that sequence. Yes, that was- <laughs> the com- I mean the, the comedy in that, the levity, and I mean obviously there's there's a lot of gruesome death, and then you sat there. I mean, I he brought the audience. I think he did a great job. Uh, James Gunn did a great job bringing the audience with him because. When we found out that these were all good guys that they just ate and killed, <laughs> I'm like, right? They just they in effect they just butchered like half of an army that they could have used, you know? Exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, you kind of feel bad, and I mean, she, I mean, um, what, um, what's her name, uh, Braga? Um, but. No, it, that is one of my what that is one of my favorite scenes in the movie too. Yeah, and it makes me feel bad. Well, it's just fighters, <laughs> and you've and, got this kind of this is a, show. It shows the rashness of the crew. This, this, the, the like brash, the brash. How, how just raw this crew will get. They'll just go in and just slaughter and kill without thinking. Which they are bad guys. So yeah, they, they stay true to character, even though. They're good guys in this movie. Well, right. And you've got this kind of uh, fraternal struggle between Bloodsport and Peacemaker. They're both, I mean, Bloodsport points out early to Waller. He's like, this guy does what I do. 
Right. <laughs> and, and Peacemaker says, yeah, just better. I just do it better. <laughs> and it, there's this rivalry that goes on throughout the film that was great too. Um, the, the kind of slow unspooling of polka dot man's backstory <laughs> yes was awesome yeah I, it, though when it slowly and progressively you start to see the world more and more the way polka dot man sees it <laughs> and that was it, it, all i'll say is that he uh, has some serious serious issues with his mother it was hard for me to watch this film and not think about you know, the comparisons between the two films. You've got to wonder, I mean, what, what happens now? Because I don't know if you remember, but Brian Singer, you know, built the X-Men franchise and then yes. Warner brought him over to do Superman Returns. And the second he got the offer to do Superman, he dropped X-Men pretty sharpish. Yeah. And X-Men 3, yeah. But then, you know, in that in that scenario, Superman Returns kind of underwhelmed. Yes. I, I liked it, but it underwhelmed. And so, you know, you have Days of Future Past, but now you've got two franchises that James Gunn's knocked out of the park. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. So, so, and we know that he's coming back for Guardians 3. Yes. But will there be another I... Suicide Squad? This that's interesting because I do believe there will be the with obviously with everything going on, this movie isn't going to make as much money as it was probably planned to make when, um, when before, before quarantine and before movies shut down before that, because that's affected the industry with every movie that's coming out. So I don't know if they're going to grade it on that. Like, you know, because obviously they grade successes on how much money they make, how much box office they make. Every movie that comes out post post Corona, post COVID, they have lower box office. So are they lowering the bar and saying this is still a success? It's just, you know, the thing is clearly James Gunn was brought in after the whole controversy, after the whole, yeah, uh, you know, where he was dropped by Marvel. Yeah. He was ended up kind of sliding. I remember when I read the news that James Gunn was going to direct Suicide Squad. After that, sounded like a perfect, perfect fit to me. No, and then I, mean, I think Disney dropped the ball on that. Disney was like, I mean, at the time, obviously, cancel culture was uh, hot, and and um, those old tweets that he had from like a decade ago, they just was like, oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna put them to the side. I fully believe that disney was going to put him to the side because it was hot right now and was going to bring him back but dc jumped on that chance to get that director and for the suicide squad and and what a, i mean if that theory is true what a testament to the strength of marvel because <laughs> they kick james gunn out dc welcomes him with open arms and gives him the keys to suicide squad but the second he can get guardians back man he's right back in that chair right. oh, yeah. they, they he's right him back, back over at marvel they're like come on back it's like i'm on suicide squad right uh, now. oh yeah i'll be back baby as long as yeah. the door's open i'll be there just <laughs> the james gunn suicide squad at times i remember thinking this feels a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy. And see, that's why I don't. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Did it? Did you not know what I'm talking I, about? I, I no. I, actually, I, I mean, I feel like. Oh, I'm sorry. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, it feels exactly like Guardians. Yeah, of the Galaxy. Yeah, I try to remember which. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Check yes, your I'm notes. Doing, what are we going to disagree on? Okay. Yeah. No. 
no, I, I, I agree. I think it, I mean, obviously you're pulling in, um, Stallone and Michael Roker and, um, Sean. Oh yeah. 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 I didn't even think about that. They were all from Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I mean, I'm, I'll be half surprised if it doesn't turn out that there's an Easter egg in the Suicide Squad, which is that, did you know every song in Suicide Squad was from Awesome Mix Volume 4? <laughs> or 2.5? I mean, James Gunn's got such a specific style that we've really only seen showcased on a massive stage in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I mean, I think lent himself well to Suicide Squad was the fact that he can direct this superhero ensemble. Yeah. Have it be funny, but still great story, straight great character development. The tone was correct for Suicide Squad. It was kind of a little silly, very violent. Very violent. Exceptionally more violent than uh, the first one. Yeah. It it came together very nicely. Almost, yeah. It had a a very uh, frenetic uh, build to it It, where I wasn't quite sure how things would tie together. And they tied together very nicely. I'm not sure that I've seen James Gunn do that in a movie. I feel like I'm not remembering uh, either Guardians movie too clearly, but I don't remember feeling like they, those felt pretty linear to me. Um, yeah, the second like one maybe I, less so, but no, I mean the second one actually. I mean, other other than like showing the backstory of Ego and and then obviously showing some of the backstory of you know once once he discovers who Ego is and like what he's been doing, you know, showing some of him some of his menacing menacing ways and and whatever that like glob that like you know. Made figures. again a big blob yes. when all you need is a tweet from ten years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I do want I do want to say this about James Gunn. I mean, he does he did a great job, you know, with incorporating a lot of that that like text that you just put on the screen in the movie. In these, things. that was really yeah. cool. I forgot about that. It was yeah. that was so well done. No, it I was and that. it was divided almost like chapters. Yeah. And it was just integrated in the uh, in in the actual like I guess scenery or whatever was on the screen at that time. Well I, I planned out. Well planned out. Very well planned out, and kind of done in a way that's in the spirit of the Suicide Squad that he wanted to shape. If they didn't get James Gunn, I don't know if the Suicide Squad have been made right now. Are you saying that you think that when James Gunn lost his job at Marvel, DC approached him and said, what would you want to do? And he'd say, I'd want to do it. I know that he I know that he wanted to do a Suicide Squad where it was Suicide Squad versus Superman, but they didn't. That didn't happen either because DC didn't want it or Cavill's out, man. So then the next thing you know, they're going up against this giant starfish (laughs) and uh, and. Uh, James Gunn basically wipes the slate clean of anything to do with the David Ayer film. I mean, short of Harley Quinn. Short of Harley Quinn. Yes. Yeah, that's true. short of Harley Quinn. That she's the sole survivor. Well, that's 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 um their flashpoint in a sense. No, they. The thing is, and and, and this is the Suicide Squad's um canon is that not the, the Suicide Squad usually it's. It's pretty much a bunch of bad guys that happen to be captured at the time. Amanda Waller, the bigger bad, uses their skills for what she wants them to, she wants to accomplish or her own agendas. Well, I admit, I I didn't read a whole. I think I remember seeing Suicide Squad in the comic 
store like i'd see the covers and i feel like when i'd see those i think the joker was on a lot of those covers no the thing is joker has been part of the suicide squad multiple times i think and it's interesting because you think one of dc's biggest problems is Right. And yet the one sole survivor <laughs> is the one character who's literally intimately tied to the character of the Joker. Exactly. Which means that in saving Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, you're essentially also preserving Jared Leto's Joker, who's nowhere to be seen. He is, Jared Leto is easily the biggest loser here. Yes. Because they, yeah. I mean, they, in making this movie, they essentially said, you know, it would make a, su- a good Suicide Squad movie as one was in have that little <laughs> Joker kind of bogging down things with them. Ah, ah, ah. Do you know what I mean? Like, a truce. Bruce. I'm sure Jared Lowe's not even sweating this, but dude, the fanboy in me is thinking this guy's got to sit between two guys that won an Academy Award for playing the Joker, and he's been axed out of a movie where he's basically the Superman to this crew the same way, you know? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And the thing is, the Joker Joker should be, I mean, and and I've said said this before, too, is it's like Harley Quinn is Harley Quinn, but this Joker does not play to the level of the joker that harley quinn should be into <laughs> she does not he does not play the jerry Lowe does not play that i'm not saying and the thing is like i said like you said jerry Lowe's a great actor he is he is a great actor i, that, just, I, I have a hard time yeah with this this character that's all but but the problem is and and then that's the thing and he was given nothing to do in that first movie i mean he does nothing but lie around I mean, any guy who's got that much time on his hands lining up every weapon in my arsenal in a circle so I could lie down in the middle of it all. And some I baby clothes kind of, for some reason. There's some baby clothes in that it, circle, too. Just for I don't know why. Hey, because, uh, you know, jumpers, oh, yeah, well, so disturbing. Yeah. It's just disturbing. And then he just, like, lays down in to him and, like, kind of, ha, ha, why and and two and that this is the original suicide squad he has like a black marker that has a a a black marker (laughs) marked around his face yeah so like he just did that that was that's not i have a i have a theory that he did that right then i have a theory that he did initially that he just drew a little mustache on his own face and they were like oh my gosh this is so stupid you gotta at least make it and they just completed it to a smile around his smile (laughs) I mean, that's possible, but I'm just saying he when when in that scene, his henchman, who is actually competent looking, <laughs> walks in and this dude is sitting on the middle of the floor like a toddler with marker on his face and he's supposed to be the leader. I mean, I, I, I just that scene, that scene, oh, looked cool. It just there was no motivation and nothing's scene. happening. Nothing's going on like right. he's, Why it's he another scene where the Joker's not doing anything. And we're talking about this. We're talking about this because you bring James Gunn in, you have him 
and I know you want me to talk about the Suicide Squad, so here you're going to love this. Dude, you bring in a new cast of characters, and within the first 15 minutes, you kill all of them off. Then you bring in your team, your B-Squad, Suicide Squad, and you systematically assassinate any leftovers from the original film, except for Harley Quinn, who survives even though she spends a good portion of the third act swimming around in an eyeball <laughs> with a javelin yeah. in her hand that that happens yes and so all this effort to course correct doesn't solve what i think everyone perceives to be the biggest problem here which is that i, I mean i i've half wondered if ban affleck didn't want out because he's like dude there's no way i'm going up against that dude <laughs> I'm not going up against that Joker, man. <laughs> that I'm sorry, that Joker is not a threat not a to thre- Batman. Not at all. Like, n- not at all. And you're stuck with him after all this effort, after all this work. You still have the biggest problem still on the board. Yeah, and I didn't like I said. I really hope Flashpoint does something about it because that's their only out. Can't you just like, why don't you just put a capsule in Jared Leto's neck, you know, like the Joker, and then have it go off but not kill him, just have it derange him (laughs) (laughs) and give him a chance to be, I know Jared Leto can do a good Joker. I know he can do it. And, And I do think that, you know, a big part of these Suicide Squad movies, well, actually, I don't know. Do you, I, I don't know if, you know, sometimes with these movies, I wonder if, Margot Robbie's performance is what's propelled the character, kind kind of like when they made yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm not sure that they intended to make a bunch of movies around Jack Sparrow. It's just that Johnny Depp's portrayal propelled the desire to see, and yes. and Margot Robbie knocks it out of the park. Yes, no, and that, and what I mean in 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 talking about the Suicide Squad, she's great in that, and I mean I think it's even better than. In Birds of Prey, even though in Birds of Prey she's the lead, but I think she's better in smaller doses. Not not saying not, not saying performance wise, it's just the character. You know, obviously she's the bad, but then she kills the prince guy that she was gonna like supposed to marry. We're talking about the Suicide Squad again. The everyone. Suicide Squad. <laughs> she kills the prince guy because this guy was gonna kill kids. So she finds out she finds a line to draw, and and obviously having this big fight to get out. Um, just, but it was way better than like in um, in the Birds of Prey movie, where she walks into the police station, police does station. Thing, and it didn't. Really, she walked, but in this in the well, no, say squad, what happened. She walks in the police station with a beanbag gun <laughs> and takes out all the police officers. Yeah, to to break in, and has all these super <laughs> fights. Where in this thing, she actually uses a real gun, kills people, and that's and that's more that's more authentic to her character. But like I said before, you have to, I mean, those, those characters were battered guys. And if you want her to be sympathetic, you can't have her kill a whole bunch of police officers. <laughs> and so. Well, I don't know, man. Last year, man, when I think about Raid on the Capitol, I mean, <laughs> we pretty much did take over our Capitol with essentially a bunch of dudes <laughs> with beanbag guns. I mean, <laughs> like, it, maybe it's not that far-fetched. <laughs> And that's the KC free hey, political minute. <laughs> the <laughs> just chewing that in there. Yeah, some clunky observations, not even necessarily no. that accurate. But no, I, I mean, <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about. The I guess the uh, characterization of um, uh, James Gunn's Suicide Guy characters. 
I mean, the, the violence these guys were killing. The only person I felt like was way too nice was the rat catcher, rat catcher too, who I still don't know why she was in jail for. But yeah, a good character. But what was she doing there? I mean, she yeah, the thing is, she was sleeping and she had and she actually had heart and she had. But I don't know why she was in jail. King Shark, yo, he was lovable, but I was eating people, like literally eating people alive. Yeah, he also had my. I think my favorite, most memorable moment of the movie is when he rips that guy in half. Yeah, like he, he, I, I think I said this already, but. I, I'm a huge, it's kind of a going back to the well for James Gunn with like Groot and all that. But King Shark is is a big winner here, no question. Uh, Idris Elba it, is great. And, I, and I'd say also, I think John Cena. Uh, yeah. It works. No, he, he was, I mean, he was perfect to me, to me for the Peacemaker, which, I mean, I love the character. It's like, yeah, I mean, he's supposed to, he, he loves peace. At <laughs> all costs. <laughs> He'll kill everyone and anything to get peace. <laughs> the thing is, he's obscure. He originally wasn't even DC, but then uh, he was he was on some smaller comic label, which I can't remember the name of it right now, but DC bought them, that, that label, and then he okay. became part of DC. Are there Peacemaker comics? Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. read those? I mean, they're not current ones, I don't believe. Uh, I don't believe those current ones, but <laughs> I mean... Don't quote. I would just want to see. I would just want to. I would just want to see a room full of. I, I need to see what kind of guys are reading this. <laughs> That's all. I just want to see. Do you really want to see them? <laughs> I don't want to introduce myself, but I, <laughs> you know, if I could, like, you know, it could be one of those things, like, uh, like a uh, a focus group. Okay. I'm looking through the two-way glasses. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's who's in the, that's who's in the peacemaker. Great. The great casting. And I want to talk about the, the big bad too. So obviously we're well in the spoilers. Starro, the, uh, the big giant starfish, which is a, which is actually part of canon because it's an alien race that, that actually takes over worlds. Is and, it really? I'd yeah. never seen that. Is that right? Yes. Um, it, and the, the char- I mean, characters in the comics and he's also actually been in, uh, a couple of the cartoons it's called starro the conqueror and what well, he, he, he it's it's i think that he like takes over people's and then he takes that over kind of symbiotic yeah, hive symbiotic, mind type right. thing he does it to different worlds and stuff and he takes them over and he 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 conquers them he's a he's he's a conqueror and so um i don't remember exactly about the whole thing that more people he conquered the bigger he gets i don't remember that as far as in any canon <laughs> that i know but obviously, I'm not like full on on Starro, but <laughs> but um, but I do know he's an actual like character. So when I saw him and when I started seeing the starfish thing, I'm like, oh snaps, they're gonna do the, they're gonna do Starro. Why do Starro? What do you have any idea why they'd offer th- that? I think they did Starro because no one else would do Starro. I think James Gunn decided to do something so obscure, but that was still part of canon. I mean, that was still part of DC. It's kind of, I mean. It, it's it's kind of like you know making making howard the duck a lead in the movie yeah it does but i also want to say this too because the thinker is an actual character but this thing i know was the thinker <laughs> this thing was dumb like the thinker is this this character like he thinks he i mean his his mind predicts all these outcomes and so he predicts he pretty much predicts the future by probability i know he they actually did a version of him in the flash tv show Oh really? Yeah, he didn't have the stickers. I mean, he did. He had a hat, but the, it wasn't exactly like stickers like in the movie. 
Um, and then he had like a chair. But the thing is, is like he was more authentic to the character as far as like being smart. And I feel this guy was he was smart as a scientist, but dude, well, he was they, able. They he was actually he was actually able to kind of link up with Starro uh, intellectually, right? Yeah. He was able to kind of control him to some degree. Well, yeah, I mean, keep, I guess keep him under control, but but it was more being captured than like using him for thirty years. I think that was the timeline. What the character? This character was a little more, I guess funny <laughs> yeah no i, 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 I funny is a stretch i i didn't know that i didn't i don't know that i'd say that i thought he was funny i he for a guy named the thinker he didn't live up to his name no <laughs> and it was kind of a shame because he's a cool looking character yeah especially as a villain there's a certain coin almost like a hellraiser kind of vibe going on with him they just made him like smart because he was a scientist so I made him scientist smart, which, oh, okay, I'll go with that. I'll go with scientist smart. I mean, and for this movie, it worked. It worked. But, I mean, the actual character, the thinker, is this guy who, like, actually tries to predict outcomes. So it's tough to just, if he knows if he knows you're coming after him, he would kind of predict how it's going to happen. And it would be all probable. Right, right. And then be able to kind of, like, yeah, come up with the defense. What's like, the highest probability of escape? What, what series exactly. of events has to happen? Yeah. So no, he's a very interesting character, and a um, cool looking one. He would have been, in some, in some senses, you just bulk up this guy's IQ, and he would have been a fine and formidable opponent. Yeah, you know, you, you, I I don't know that I think you need a giant starfish walking around some like third world. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, <you> need, <laughs> the thing is, you for need the Suicide Squad, the bigger, bad, they had to make the bads bigger. The bad's bigger, and I mean they went physical with this one, but no, very but you, physical. But you had to give him, you had to give him that, like, I mean, like you said, he probably wanted to do Superman versus the Suicide Squad. He couldn't do that, but he wanted to give the Suicide Squad this level of a challenge. How deep are we going to go into spoilers? Because if if it's Starro the Conqueror, do you remember how he goes down in the Suicide Squad? Do you remember what it is? Uh, yeah, a bunch of rats. <laughs> this city is so teeming with rats yeah for the number of rats that come out of this small little town i mean you're talking let's see without being without hyperbole i'd say we're looking at probably a probably a hundred rat to one human in this town ratio (laughs) yes and that's that might even be conservative that sounds conservative how many rats you saw because they had the whole big drone helicopter shot of the city above and you just see the 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 entire wall the entire like streets are just covered world war z level number of rats just like there's no way that i mean i I get there's rats in the city there's lots of rats and probably in this third world country there's probably lots of rats but if there's that many rats what the there's no the the starfish is the least of suicide squad's problem there's that many rats (laughs) Running around, and rabies and disease, yeah, and I mean the Black Plague going to be a bigger problem than Starro. <laughs> oh, we didn't touch him. I, I want, I do want to. Well, first off, let me finish this rat thing. Uh, yes. Please. Um, that was. I like. I mean, like I said, I like the rat catcher. I did feel like, all right, well, if she if she can do this and bring every rat out, she should have did this earlier. 
<laughs> she said this earlier, especially when she was about to get shot by the peacemaker. <laughs> right. She said, bring but, out but, the rats. But, but they did. She she did. Uh, the peacemaker did kick away her um, her A little... control, her rat controller, which to me. Does this make her like control rats? I mean, I thought I, I guess that amplifies her power. That's what it does. But that little, the little, the little thing little she holds in her hand, the one rat remote control, because yeah, she could control one rat or a couple rats around her. But that amplifies her power. It's just I just feel like yo, you could we could have used those rats a long time ago. In fact, you probably could have sent her in there. Yeah, <laughs> with a million billion rats in that town. Yeah, she didn't have to go anywhere near that town. She yeah. just hold that little remote up, and those rats just ransack that town. Yeah, ransack the the uh, the, th- the the jail. The thing was being held yeah. into. The rats could have went and got that. Yeah, that's Roll the credits. That's a- <laughs> next movie. Hey, you know what we haven't touched on the polka dot dude. Yeah, no, yeah, polka dot man, which. <laughs> it was very interesting because I, I mean, I barely know the character. Is that a character? It's a character, yes. It's a real character, but I barely know him. I do. This not is a know. dude that's got a interdimensional virus <laughs> that causes these polka dots to sort of come like like lesions, and he has to regurgitate them every so often. Twice otherwise, a day. they'll yes. <laughs> overtake him, right? Yes. Oh, that, yeah. So just, I mean, and so he has to get rid of them twice a day. Um, and so he can fire them out because apparently he has these armbands that could contain them and hold hold the ones he regurgitates and then he fires them out and that's his weapon, which seemed pretty effective. I mean, destructive. It at least. takes out an entire leg of Starro. Yeah. So that's before the rats get there. Uh, yeah. I mean, if he wasn't like this kind of like traumatized psychopath that <laughs> with mommy issues, you know. <laughs> you know, and I got to say on this note, I, and I understand we've been bouncing... I do think it's important to kind of bounce back and forth between the yeah. two movies. Look, how can you not? These movies, you know, have the same name. But I'll say that Polka Dot Man was a more convincing psychopath than Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, again, again, just more effectively played, more effectively utilized. DC, I, I know I'm hammering on this man, but DC's got a real problem on their hands. Right, and they have a chance to fix it. Flash, Flashpoint. They have a chance to fix it. Flash. Just, just take notes from uh from X Men. But all in all, I I look. I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Suicide Squad a thumbs up. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I I look. Here's the thing about all these movies is you have to go see them. So it's yeah. not like. You know, when we talk about this stuff, it's not like, are you or are you not going to see it? It's, to right. me, we're kind of unpacking the strategy here. Right. And I, and I want to say this, too, because I, I feel like the reason they made this movie was to save, I mean, to save pretty much the Suicide Squad franchise and to and to have it continue on with whatever plans. We don't know what they are yet. I'm hoping they, they you know are making them but the <laughs> but well, hopefully they're making them but the, the, i mean i feel like the purpose was this was to like revitalize suicide squad because obviously everyone hates suicide squad the first one even though re-watching it i've, I've re-watched it a couple of times and i don't believe the movie's that bad it just the trailer was so good the man. trailer when was that, so good. that trailer when that came out it had everyone so stoked that guy deserves a big bag of money yeah 
<laughs> Whoever cut that trailer, oh man, yeah. I hope, I hope you're cutting. That had everyone stoked. It felt like a, it felt like that was gonna turn everything around, yeah. and it ended up being the biggest. It was the biggest dud at the time. Wah, wah, wah. It's funny how funny how much Jared Leto's laugh yeah. sounds like the. It's funny how so how Jared Leto's. Mm. Mm, mm. Sounds so much like. <laughs> 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 well, I guess we can probably change that to Joe Lil's laugh now. Cause, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> well, what, let me ask you something. What would you kind of rate this film with the other DCEU movies? Oh, that's a good question. You know what? When you ask me that. <laughs> I actually, I'm okay. So, what are we talking? Man Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Justice League, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 2, Aquaman, Shazam. Yeah. And Suicide Squad. That crop, this might be the best of that crop. Birds of Prey. Okay. You know what I think of birds. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just off the top of my head, if you told me that, this is the best movie of that bunch. I I wouldn't argue with you. You know, you've got me, man. I, I guess I've got to say that I think the Suicide Squad is the best DCEU film so far. I wow. do have to say that. Okay. Oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. The best. Well, what would you say is? And gosh, damn. What would you say is better? That's a good question because. Right. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Because right now, I mean, I I did. I mean, Man of Steel's up there for me. Man of Steel, sure. Um, but I'm not gonna. Hmm. Damn. This might be the best. That's what I'm. That's what I'm starting to realize. I really liked. I I really did like the first Wonder Woman. Not 64. Not 84. But the first Wonder Woman. It might be the best DCEU. That's what I'm saying. No, I get for all this, all this criticism, all this talk. <laughs> I think it's the best DC movie I've seen. And <laughs> yeah, it's the best DCEU movie. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into Dark Knight or anything. I'm just saying, like, as far as DCEU goes. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, DCEU, no. it's it's one of the best. Yeah, the fact that the, the this is a thing, the DCEU had to bring in a Marvel director to make their best movie. A, Let me ask you this: Will you own it? Would you own the Blu-ray? Would you purchase it? Okay, if if it was back in the day, yeah. back in the day, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not owning any Blu-ray right now because you know everything's streaming, streaming. right? And so, like I, this I podcast on yeah. Cape Seat Free, uh, available uh, on Apple Podcast and uh, Spotify and uh, <laughs> SoundCloud. If you go there, holler at me if you come from SoundCloud. Yeah, Check it, it could up. <laughs> anyway, yes. All right, that's that's our time. We this is this is um we we had a great time with the Suicide Squad. Yeah, we both. I we suggest you to see it. I would say go see it in the theater, but you don't have to. I'd I say definitely go see it in I the think, theater, and I it's it's a it's a fun installment. No it's question. A fun installment, yes, and the effects. It, it's it's a big enough movie to go see in the theater. But no, watch the movie. Check out the comment section. This is, well, this is the KFC.